Welcome to the GSD Factor Podcast Season 2 with your host, Misha Blamire Farish. Welcome to the GSD Factor Podcast. I'm your host, Misha Blamire Farish. And today I'm really excited to have Juliet Foster. This is our part two podcast. We had so much fun in our part one that we wanted to continue the conversation. And so, Juliet, thank you so much for coming back. You know what? It's an absolute pleasure. And I hope that you invite me back for part three, part four, part five. We can turn this into a franchise. (laughs) I love it. I love it. So Juliet is a radio and television journalist, and she is the founder of media services company Magnus Communications, and she is based out of the UK. And if you want to hear more about Juliet's amazing story and her career, be sure to listen to the first podcast that we had that we have published. But Juliet, today I wanted us to dive into a very specific topic around career transitions, especially for our female colleagues. I've had um, a lot of conversations and heard from a lot of my female readers around career transitions, and um, I want us to kind of dive into that a Mm. little bit. How, How does that sound? That sounds absolutely perfect. How much time have you got? Because I can talk about this for England. <laughs> I know, I love it. So, you know, I think for, you know, for so many of our female listeners today, and this is definitely applicable to our male listeners as well, but I've, you know, specifically heard from a lot of our female counterparts. So I really want to um, tend and care for them today is that, you know, a lot of you ladies have been um, thrust into a different career choice or a career transition, whether you were recently laid off or your job has changed, or you are just in that feeling of not being satisfied in your role or not feeling appreciated or, you know, not having that encouraging word from your organization or encouragement from your manager. And so Juliet, let's, let's pass some of our words of wisdom and nuggets to our female counterparts, because you and I have both been there throughout our careers. (laughs) And I think it's important for them to hear from us. And uh, our hope is that you will hear a little bit of our story and our experiences, and it'll be a little bit of hope for you and a little bit of encouragement. So Juliet, let's start with those that have, you know, they find themselves in a career transition where they are suddenly laid off or their company was purchased and their role was eliminated. So what would be that, you know, piece of nugget or wisdom that you would say to them? Stay strong and never lose hope. Really important. Now, I get the thing about being laid off because, you know, I I went to work. I was called into a meeting. In fact, I got I got notice of this meeting in an evening. I was told to come in early in the morning. A friend of mine called me in the early hours of the morning to tell me that he'd been made redundant. So I knew what was waiting for me when I walked into that office. And the thing about it was that when it was over and done with, I remember I took the train into central London and I had a big beaming smile on my face. And the reason why I felt so happy was because I was bored with the job which sounds weird because I was an anchor. I was earning a lot of money, but I was bored of the job. I didn't feel appreciated in what I was doing, what I was giving. And the weird thing about it was that I knew that it was time for me to go, but that decision had been made for me. 
I did not have a clue what I was going to do when it was over and done with now that the axe had fallen. But I never lost hope that I would find my way. However difficult the route would be, I would get to where I needed to be. And I guess that purely by chance, whatever, call it what you want, osmosis, I don't know, I don't care. Okay, I found my niche. What I'm doing is that I'm using my skills in a different way. I work with companies. I mean, you and I met in Nashville because I was actually chairing these meetings you know, about the insurance sector and everything. This is what I do. If companies want me to work with them to help them with the media strategy, this is what I can do because I know how journalists think. Because I was a journalist, I still am a journalist. I'm also working on another business, okay? And I'm using my journalist skills as a writer. So never, ever, ever lose hope. And never listen to people when they say, you want to be an astronaut? You're having a laugh, aren't you? You know what? If they tell you that, just kick them out of your lives because they're not good friends. Okay. If you have a great ambition, a great idea, a friend will discuss it with you. Okay. The fact that they've been privileged, you have given them, you've told them what it is that you want to do. Now, it may not be the right idea to be an astronaut, but then we flip it on its head. How do we flip it on its head? Where are your strengths? Your strengths with numbers. So maybe rather than sending people up in, well, going up into, into a capsule with the other astronauts, you can be responsible for preparing the way for them to do that because those numerical skills are vital as an engineer. So you can be part of that team that helps build the machines that get people up there, okay? It's possible that you'll still want to be up there, but think about it logically, the way to actually get into the capsule is to build it, okay? And a good friend will help you find the route. A bad friend will slap you down, which begs the question, why are they slapping you down? Maybe because they know that you're good at what they what you do and they're terrified because they don't want the competitions. So they're trying to keep you down. So never lose hope. OK, and you'll know instinctively who the good friends are from the rubbish friends, the ones that you can discard. The good friends are there with you through thick and thin. You could have lost your job. They don't care because they still see the same person and they just want to be there to help. So have hope. Never give up on your dreams. And when you realize who your real friends are, hold on to them because they are the best things you can have throughout your life. So many amazing nuggets in there. And I want to break down a couple of them. First of all, I think one of the first important things that you talked about was that pivot, right? Life will cause, will life will throw us those curveballs. Mm. It causes us to pause and it causes us to reevaluate and to sit and to pivot and then to relaunch. And so what I loved about your example is, yes, if you are made redundant, yes, if you find yourself out of a job, you are identifying what do you like to do and then saying, how do I reapply it and how do I pivot? And I think that that is so important. I think the second nugget that you gave is surrounding yourself with the right people. And Absolutely. in, you know, from a GSD factor perspective, we talk about two groups. We talk about our insiders board, which is our professional group of people. And we talk about our clan and our clan is our, our personal, is our personal group. And you, it is so important to have those, but those groups will evolve because they are evolving as we are changing and growing. 
And that's really important. And I do think too, to your point, when you are faced with that life challenge of a job change or transition um, in your professional sense, some friends know how to rally. They know how to come Mm -hmm. around and support others don't. And so it really is one of those testing times to see who is a true friend and colleague in that scenario. And then finally, I think what's so important too is let's talk. And I think this is where I want to kind of go down for a moment is it for your, for your example that you shared, you were bored in that job. And so when, if we are talking to someone today that's listening and they are finding themselves bored or unfulfilled in their job, maybe they haven't had the change yet of being laid off or losing their job. So now let's talk about what, you know, what can those individuals do that are bored that need to maybe ignite and, and instigate their own change for their career? Mm. I mean, you have to ask yourself, why are you bored? Are you the problem or is the job the problem? Now, taking myself as the example, it was a combination of two things. I was bored with the job because I had been in the job for too long. And because I had been in the job for a very long time, it had nothing to offer me. I spent years being a reporter So I knew how to tell stories. I knew the formula for telling stories because there is a formula. It's universal. It doesn't matter whose news service you watch or listen to. The structure of those stories is identical. Yeah. And it's all very exciting at first because you're learning the skill. But I just found after a while doing it for over 30 odd years, I can't do this anymore. I am so bored. So it really was time for me to go. But if you're bored in the job, okay, Is it because maybe you haven't explored every element that the job has to offer? So you just sit down and say to yourself, "Okay, this is what I'm doing. But what are the other components is a bit like preparing a meal. If I prepared a really exotic meal, what makes it interesting is that there are so many components to the flavor. You bite into one thing and then there's something else and there's something else that keeps you continually interested. You'll say to me, can I have the recipe? I give you the recipe. You add to that. Okay, so it becomes even more flavorsome, even more interesting. And it just becomes an established dish in the family because you know that every time you eat it, you're going to get something different. It's a bit like that with your job. Okay, that you find things which you are really fascinating. You may be a bit shaky when you do them, but that's that's half the fun. It's making the mistakes and learning from it. Yeah. And you may find that as you do that. okay. The idea of leaving, you think to yourself, once upon a time I wanted to leave. I can't believe I wanted to leave because I love what I do now because you've actually moved on to the next level. In other words, you've gone outside your comfort zone and that's when a job can get very, very dangerous because it's too much of a comfort zone. So on the one hand, you're bored with it. But on the other hand, you like the safety. What's the safety? It's a regular income. So in other words, you're just doing the job for the money. You cannot enjoy making the money of your job if you don't enjoy the job itself, okay? Because when you have that enjoyment, you know that you've really earned the money, okay? And at the same time, you want to do more. You want to put more into that job. And the more you give, the more it changes your outlook. And after a while, you reach the stage when it's like, do you know what? I have done absolutely everything, but that's okay. Because now the next thing 
is legacy. And that's what we all want to leave behind. It's a legacy. So I would say going right back to the beginning, ask yourself the basic questions. Why am I out of love with this job? Why doesn't the job love me? Because you know what? When we first got together, we were like a courting couple. We couldn't keep our hands off each other. But now we've got bored with each other. So look at this like a relationship. If you're in a relationship, okay, and the relationship is feeling a little bit stale, okay, you're going to have to do something to liven it up to actually kickstart it. And it's exactly the same with the job. Okay. And if you can have that honest conversation with yourself, okay, that will tell you whether you and the job have reached the end of the road. You really have, you've both given everything you can to each other, but there's nothing else left to give. And so therefore you have to take the next step, which is to find a way of extricating yourself from this relationship. Okay. And working out what to do next, or having had this honest conversation, you realize that, okay, there's so much more to give. So the question is, how do I make it work? What is the next thing to do? So the next thing to do could be finding out about promotion opportunities, or if there aren't any, creating roles for yourself. It's a bit like running a business because you know what? The most successful businesses are not the ones which are complicated. They're the ones which are really simple, finding a gap in the market that everybody's doing things one way. But can we do it slightly different? Once you've worked out what the slight difference is, that's your business. It's exactly the same with organizations. You can be in an organization and look at things, look at the way that people work, look at the way they interact. Is there something about well-being, for example, that there aren't enough well-being services? So hang on a case. If that's missing, then what can we do to actually set it up? I can set it up to actually give people safe spaces. Really important because if people have a safe space where they can blow off steam and talk about how they feel and there's professional backup to help them, then your company will be so grateful because you're showing that the word care and compassion, or the words care and compassion, they mean something. You set it up and out of that can come another role, but it started with you through a simple observation. So there's so much you can do, but have that conversation with yourself first. Oh, that's so good, Juliet. And I think what's, you know, one of the things that I want to kind of hold on to for a moment is when you are looking for those promotion opportunities within your organization, right? I think what's important is you are your best advocate, right? And looking for those jobs and saying, this job looks interesting. This job would give me a change. This job would um, be better alignment for what I want to do, right? It's looking at that current state and then looking at that future state and saying, what is my roadmap to get there? And I think too, as women, and there's statistics on this here Um, in the US and all over the world is that it talks about uh, women will not apply for a job unless they are 99 or 90 to 95% um, aligned with that, those skill sets. Whereas our male counterparts, if they align at 50%, they are more likely to apply. And so what I want um, our listeners to take away from this is First of all, advocate for yourself, look for those jobs internally, look for those jobs externally, but also even if you align at 50%, have a conversation, go ahead and apply, have the interview. And, you know, something that I tell a lot of my um, individuals that I coach is, hey, the worst thing that can happen for that interview is it was just a really great practice, right? Absolutely. 
because it's so important to do that. And so I think that, you know, when you are asking yourself, why am I bored? Start looking, start advocating, start searching, you know, start internally, look externally as Mm. well, but then just apply for those jobs, even if you only align with a little bit. And I think um, I've, I've really enjoyed how our conversation has start has gone, because I think what's so important is, you know, we started with those listeners that have been, this change has been forced upon them. Mm. We've come back to those listeners that are maybe going to ignite that own change in their lives. And we've also talked about how you can instigate that change in your own life. So in these final moments, Juliet, what is your kind of final word of wisdom to our listeners that are looking for, um, that are looking or facing that transition in their professional life? Don't be afraid. Now, it's very, very easy to say that because, well, certainly from my position, because I had the fear and I've moved on from it a long time ago. But trust me, don't allow it to hold you back. Because if you do, 10 years down the line, you'll say to yourself, oh my gosh, I wish I'd done it. <laughs> so I said I wouldn't be where I am now. So do not be afraid. And you know what? It doesn't matter if you make mistakes, because it is human to make mistakes. And the best people are the ones who make a mistake and they sit down and they learn from it. Okay, why did it turn out this way? Where did I get it wrong? Where did I get it right? Okay, so you take the good things and you build them up. Okay, you understand what went wrong before. That's okay. You leave it behind. You haven't forgotten the lesson. You just want to make sure you never repeat it. Okay, and have fun whilst you're doing it. And you know what? Just keep away from the negatives, because if people turn around to say, oh, that's crazy, or, you know, you're not going to earn as much money as you did before. You know what you should do? Just go to your inner glory again and say, go walk out the door. Just turn around now. You're not welcome here anymore. Okay, because you're not. Okay, it comes back to what we said at the beginning. If you have a good person around you, a good circle of people, they will encourage you. And of course, it's hard. Every journey is always difficult at the beginning. And it's not going to be plain sailing. Okay, you'll get loads and loads of curveballs, you'll get loads of setbacks. But you know what? The difference between the weak and the strong is that the weak, they get a curveball and they find an excuse not to get up and to clamber back into the shadows. The strong say, you know what? I don't like a life in the shadows. I've been in the shadows for too long and it's time for me to catch the sun. So that's what I would say to anybody who's listening to this. Go out there and catch the sun. There are enough rays out there for everybody. And you know what? When you stand in the sunshine, you thrive. Think of all that vitamin C. You thrive. You go from strength to strength to strength. And when you see other people who've lived the part of the journey, or they're living the part of the journey that you've left behind, okay, talk to them. Reach out because you've been there. You've been there. You've tasted that fear. You know what they're going through. Help them up. Don't leave them in the shade. That's not fair. Okay. Take them with you because you can grow together. Make them part of your new circle as they will make you part of theirs. You feed on each other's positivity. So never be afraid. Go out there, grab your bit of sunshine and have fun while you're doing it. Okay. Even if things feel as if they're crumbling around you, this is the last day of Rome. It's not. Rome came back and so can you. (laughs) Yes. 
Oh, so many amazing nuggets. Juliet, thank you so much. It's such an honor having you here. And we must continue this for sure. Where Where is the best place um, that someone can connect with you? Just send me a message on LinkedIn, okay? Send me a message on LinkedIn because I guarantee that I will reply, okay? Awesome. And it's very, very strange because I am not really a social media person. And I do like LinkedIn because it's not abusive and you have sensible grown-up conversations with people. And I really enjoy that. <laughs> I do too. I do. I could not agree more. Well, Juliet, thank you so much. And to our listeners, thank you for listening. Hopefully, if you are in any of these different stages in your life, you will find this encouraging. And we are so appreciative of you taking the time to be with us. And don't forget to live the GSD Factor life and get shit done. Thanks for listening to the GSD Factor podcast. If you liked this episode, please rate and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform, where you can also find previous episodes. Let's also connect on LinkedIn and Instagram. If you're looking for more information on the GSD Factor, visit us at gsdfactor.com. And always remember to GSD, get shit done.